Welcome to episode 106 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I am joined, I'm super excited about this. I am joined by one of the members of my menopause weight loss course. So she's an alumnus of that course, and she is one of the founding members of my Aging Stronger Society, which is my new monthly uh, group coaching, monthly membership group for women over 40. We work on getting stronger, getting leaner, all the things. And Penny and I talk about the transformation that she has made in the past several months. She is somebody who admittedly has struggled with um, having a diet mentality, you know, always wanting to lose more weight, always wanting to lose 10 pounds. And I was this person for many years. And she has conquered that in recent months as she was a member of my course. And she talks us through many of the mindset shifts she has made. Not only has she made a, a physical transformation, but she's made this mental transformation. One of the things I think you're really going to um, benefit from hearing is the mindset shift she has made around the scale and how she has made peace with the scale. Let's go. Penny, <laughs> now that we've been talking for 30 minutes. All right. So Here's the thing, and this I is how life is. We have tech issues, we have bobbles, and we get back up. Penny and I have just been having the loveliest chat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then my son, who runs my videography and, and sound, realized that um, my one job with the tech, like he does all the other tech, my one job is to hit record on my computer. <laughs> I guess I who didn't do her literally. It's literally my one job. He sets everything else up. And I <laughs> feel your pain. I feel and your pain. I, I have record. an 18 and 20 year old son. So, you know, oh gosh, yeah. I wish I could blame it on menopause, but I don't even think that's it. I think I just got in here and I was <laughs> thinking about chatting with Penny. Well, and I, and I, I know you were, you know, you were trying to like, okay, we got to get this going. So we got to get this going. You know, All right, Penny. Happens. We're going to get it going now. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, tell me something that you haven't told me about you for us to get to know you yet. Oh, that I haven't told you yet. Let's see. Um, I have three dogs. I haven't told you that yet. You have three dogs? What kind of dogs I do you have? I have a huge 120-pound Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, those are big. Yeah. He is big. He's nine and a half years old. I have a medium-sized Brittany Spaniel. Um, and then I have a little five-pound Maltese. So that's something I've told okay, you. So, so, you know, we spend a lot of those non-negotiable walks that have to get in every day, you know, yeah. involve those dogs. Yes. Do all the dogs get along? Oh, yes. You know, of course, the smallest one is the boss. But, oh, yes, is if I <laughs> took my phone out, they're all together, probably in a big dog bed that's in front of our fireplace. That's where they uh, all that's so <laughs> cute. So which one is the oldest? Um, the littlest one, the beautiful. littlest one's the oldest one. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, yes. um, I have a friend who has a Rhodesian Ridgebuck. Those, those okay. are like hunting. They're like, can hunt lions and stuff, right? Yes. That's, they were bred to hunt lions in Africa. That is, I, I believe, um, and, their origin. What made you think one day, like, you know what I want? I want a dog that could hunt. You know, and that's what I did. My <laughs> husband, I, I mean, because the first three years we had this dog, it was not necessarily easy because they are strong-willed and they have to be trained well. Um, so um, I saw one in downtown Denver, Colorado. Um, one of my husband were out there and I just thought, I love that it's just beautiful. And I want to get one of those dogs. So I was determined to find a breeder and, and do that. <laughs> wow. And how long have you yeah. had that dog? What's, what's your dog's name? What's your Rhodesian his name? Is, his name is Ruger and we've had him for nine and a half years. Okay. Okay. So not a young, and okay. So you've got your three dogs, you've got yes. three dogs and you've got three kids. Yes. And I do have three kids. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. more work right now, the kids or the dogs? 
probably the dogs because <laughs> the kids are pretty self-sufficient at 16, 18, and, and 20. 16, 18, and 20. <laughs> they all, yes, they all have, have their summer jobs. Um, you know, my 20-year-old my son did um, recently, well, it's been about six months, has decided um, not to go back to um, the university he was at the past year, two years and um, go to the Navy. So oh, really? Yeah, so that's been, he is wanting to join, try out for special forces in the Navy. So he is, um, it's actually been fun with um, weightlifting and training because he is so into that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like we kind of have had that commonality a little bit, you know. And when will he be going? Um, Probably this fall. Fantastic. Wow, Um, very exciting. And that'll be... uh, we will all be very grateful for him. That is no easy task uh, to be a member right. of, of the Navy. So fantastic. Right. And Penny, what do you do? What do you do for work? Well, my husband and I have owned our own pharmacy for the past 20 years. So I help out a lot um, there. Currently, I um, have a teaching degree. And during the last five years, I've taught things like middle school English, middle school history, and fourth, fifth, and sixth grade language arts. So I have done that, but I'm not um, currently teaching right now. What's your favorite historical era to teach? Um, honestly, probably the Renaissance um, oh. area uh, when people, you know, it's really was an interesting, interesting time in history when people had um, um, science really came into play. And up until that point, really, um, church explained all of the things that happened. And um, even though I am a Christian, that's a really interesting um, period to teach. Fantastic. Interesting. But you're not teaching anymore. Um, And when you're not hanging with the dogs and taking care of kids, what do you like to do? Um, I'd love, I have my sister is actually my neighbor and we spend, yes, our kids, um, we built our house and then my sister built the house about next door. My kids like to say it's 200 steps from our front door to theirs. Um, so we spend a lot of, a lot of time together. Oh, nice. Now, yes. Penny, you and I um, really have started spending time together in the menopause weight loss group. Um, I don't yes. know if we had DM'd much before then, but I got to know you through the menopause weight loss course that I ran and now the Aging Stronger Society, which is my monthly membership that is following up to the menopause yes. weight loss course. I've been super impressed with um, the progress that you have made. So tell everybody about kind of like your history with dieting and weight loss and loss and exercise, why you joined the course and kind of what's been going on with you with all of that. And we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I would say that I definitely, even though, I mean, I don't think... I I don't think I know I was not overweight, but honestly, since probably my early twenties, I definitely had the dieting mindset that, Oh, I always need to lose five or 10 pounds. I think I heard you talk about that on a podcast once, like that look that you're going for that toned look, actually, you need to get stronger. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, and I just was always chasing that next diet that I needed to try. I was I was an avid runner from my late twenties until 42. I ran my last half marathon at 42 and then had um, a pretty big um, health issue. I had um, two bone discs in my neck and had to have disc replacement surgery. Um, And I kind of towards the, at the end of that, my, my doctor at my last appointment said that if, 
he could suggest anything moving forward, it would be give up the running and focus more on weightlifting. Which is and, so, that's amazing to me, but really yeah. um, so surprising because I get so many comments from people who are like, oh, my doctor told me not to lift. I literally last year when I was at my lung doctor, we were just kind of chit-chatting about um, mm-hmm. my health and outside of being sick. And he said to me, it's like, well, what do you do for exercise when you're not sick? And I mm-hmm. said, oh, I like to lift weights. And he's like, I never recommend that. I only tell people to run. And I was like, if I wasn't really sick right now, we would need to sit down and have a chat and I'd be sending you some studies and, and things. So uh-huh. a really singular experience you had that a doctor actually encouraged you to strength train yes yes he did and you know even with my disc replacement he said you know that's actually a better better disc in your neck than the one that I you know than your other ones it's not going to wear out don't let that scare you and um, as far as longevity you know the stronger you are um, the better you are going to age and so I kind of at that point you know, got into strength training. I did have, um, a group trainer for a while that I went to, um, with a couple of friends and I did like that. And I do think I learned a lot about maybe, um, different types of, you know, of lifting correctly, because I mean, I'd never used a barbell up until that point, And he did have us, have us use that, but it was still mostly lightweight. You know, it wasn't, there was never talk of progressive overload or, or, um, you know, really getting, um, stronger. It was just kind of overall health and still always the focus on losing weight mm-hmm. was, was more the focus. And so that's really, um, and truly that's what led me to your group. I wanted to, I'm through the health issues. I had some other stress in my life and I had gained about 20 pounds after I stopped running. I think that was probably part of it, but also, Mm -hmm. um, just some stress in in my life. I I also had a hysterectomy and so that I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, that's what led me to your group. And so you had kind of this history of this diet mentality, like always have to lose 10 pounds. Um, Mm -hmm. We started working together in the menopause weight loss course in the beginning of April. Um, Tell me about that. Where was your mindset then? Where is it now? What has transpired? Well, when I first started that my son graduated high school in May, and that was my goal. I'm going to lose 10 pounds um, in April and May. That was my first, um, that was my first goal. But I mean, right away I started, you know, and the, probably the fourth module. So that would have been like the fourth week in, I had tried my fitness pal a little bit and just kind of, so I was somewhat familiar with that. Um, and I, I mean, originally when you said take your goal body weight, um, times 11 or 12, I thought that, Oh my gosh, that's, it's kind of a lot of calories. I did think that and the protein to get, you know, 150 or 155 grams of, of protein, was challenging at first, but that's the first couple of weeks what I, I really did focus on. And, um, I started to feel better even at night. I couldn't believe how much better I felt, um, having that extra protein. Uh-huh. Um, but I'd say as far as, and I really wasn't seeing the weight come off, but I mean, I think your weekly calls and just, um, the support in the group and the, um, the modules just helped so much start to change my mindset. And the fourth week when you talked about consistency and silencing that inner mean girl, that's when I really started to like, feel like, Hey, something's clicking. And this is, there's no end game with this. This is a life, you know, a life change. And, and that's a new lifestyle. Um, 
And that's what's just been huge for me. And what have your physical results been so far? Um, at this point now I've lost nine pounds, which I'm like, that's, that's great. But I mean, I really am not, I mean, I would just because I think my clothes would fit a little bit better. like to see the scale down about 10 more pounds, but I'm not that stressed about that. You know, even, um, I, I did write to you a month ago, um, my daughter and I went on vacation and vacations used to really stress me out about, and, by the time we went on that vacation, I just, I was so in the moment. We enjoyed some awesome desserts together. I didn't even think about the scale or what I, you know, I made sure we went on long walks every, every day. And we, I made sure to have my protein. I tried to do that at each meal. And, um, I came back and I thought, I'm not going to wait for a week because I'm doing so good. I don't want to be stressed out. And then when I weighed, I was at the lowest I've been since we started the group. And then for like three days, I was consistent. So I'm like, is this a fluke that I'm, <laughs> that I've actually lost nine pounds. And then it spiked up five pounds. Five and pounds. Like, and five where did your, and where did your brain go? At first, I mean, it's hard, but I had to practice that talking out loud, which is such a weird thing to do, but you really have, you know, talked me through how to do that a couple of weeks ago when we were live on that, um, on the weekly call. And I remember you said, now, what's that going to look like? What do you want to say? And I'm like, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) It's hard to do. It is a strange thing to do. It really helps. First of all, the fact that you've lost nine pounds, um, eight inches, if I remember correctly as well, that's a lot. That's a big change. And I know like in our brains, when people hear like, I want to lose more than nine pounds in Mm -hmm. 10 or 12 weeks. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. But when we can think about the fact that, okay, Penny just did this and she went on a trip with her daughter and was able to enjoy these treats and come home and not feel stressed about it. And like have this massive mindset shift. Uh Um, It's really different from constantly feeling like I have to, I have to. And I can hear it in your voice when you just said like, I'd like to see the scale go back to go down more, but I'm not really stressed about it. Like that Mm -hmm. weight alone is incredible. Oh, it is. I mean, that's what I'm just like that whole thing that you keep saying. You just have to keep going, keep going, keep going. And you really have taught us how to build in habits for our, for your life. And that's, I think if I, I know if I keep these up, the scale will eventually happen. If I continue to, to follow these habits that I'm, I'm really practicing. And that's what, I mean, I feel like I said that, I don't know if we got that earlier, but I, I failed so much the last 10 weeks and I'm now I'm still seeing success. I'm like you, I think you say you're not going to screw it up. You can't, I mean, if you just get back on and I remember on the plane coming home from that trip, I was just like, okay, what am I going to do Monday? I I'm going to get up and walk. I what time can I do my weight workout? What am I going to have for breakfast? And I just got right back on. That failing your way to success is stuff that people at first are like, I don't want to fail my way to success. I just, mm-hmm. I just want to succeed. You have, to. you have really mm-hmm. embraced this. Um, and that you've really embraced this idea that I teach that it's all practice. Like we're just practicing these mm-hmm. things and you get better and better and better at these things. And now mm-hmm. for you to say, look, it wasn't that long ago that it was hard for you to get protein in. And for you to now say like, I can do that and I can go on a vacation and not stress mm-hmm. and come back. I mean, that's, that's really, that's a massive. It is progress. just practice. Even when I tell other people, you know, now I'm, I'm eating 150 grams of protein a day and you first tell people and they're like, oh my gosh, how do you even get that in? That's just ridiculous. And, 
um, just last weekend. I mean, I practiced knowing I had some, not sure what was going on, but probably there's a lot of family stuff and unexpected events that come up over the weekends, um, especially I think during the summer and practicing. I had my lower calories, but more protein at breakfast, um, a simple salad with a lot of protein at lunch. And, you know, I did, I think the boathouse dressing, a cucumber, a stack of salad and a can of 30 grams of tuna. It wasn't hard. Yeah. And then I could enjoy pizza and a s'more or whatever. It's just, it is that learning to practice it. And it's that whole thing. It seems so um, simple when you say it, but it's just, it takes a lot of practice. And so, because weekends were a real struggle for you when we talked to you, oh, so that, yes. that was a big deal That's, for you. What uh-huh. is helping you to, um, you know, pass that hurdle of, I do well during the week, but on the weekends I struggle, right? Uh-huh. What is helping you to kind of go past that? What are you doing? Um, well, I think that all or nothing mindset also, tr- um, planning. I mean, you have said this clients that have the most success, you keep saying that, and I've resisted that you have to plan, <laughs> you have to plan. So when we talked that Friday, I'm like, okay, what am I going? I'm putting it in for Saturday breakfast and Saturday lunch. So then I know if I have, I mean, I cannot really worry about, I didn't even, you know, track like Saturday evening, but I knew I'd eaten the protein. I had lower calories. So I knew I was fine for Saturday evening. Cause that whole thing of, I don't want to just say, Oh, I just have this many calories left. I'm not going to have, you know, yeah. more than that. But what do you think the resistance, where do you think the resistance was coming from? Um, as far as planning, it's really common. Yeah. So many people resist that. And like the, the way you I know, that, yeah, I, so I, really because I hear that a lot. People are like, I know you keep yeah. telling me that your most successful clients do this, but and I'm thinking it's super interesting that, you know, you hired me or you, you had me come on as your coach during the menopause weight loss course. And so, uh-huh. so many people are like, yeah, I hear that. But, and so where for you was that resistance coming from? Like, what was it about planning that you're, I think part of it, I kept saying like, how can I plan? I really don't know what I'm going to feel like tomorrow. I don't know what, um, tomorrow, what's going to come up tomorrow. And so I just, you know, I guess that I gave myself that excuse. Maybe that Mm -hmm. was, it was easier to, um, to mess up, let myself mess up maybe, um, or not hold myself accountable if I hadn't planned. Yeah, um, because when I had that, okay, I have the protein shake with oatmeal for breakfast and um, like the 150 calorie or 100 calorie pack. And then the lunch that we just talked about. I mean, I, I if you plan it, then you're more apt to hold yourself accountable to eat that. And I, I don't know. I don't know, honestly, why I resisted that so much. I mean, I don't, I can't think. Well, of I think you said it pretty but, clearly there. Cause you were like, yeah. I don't really know what's going to happen. And I think a lot of us live yeah. that way and our, our weeks are very different because we do know what's going to happen. Right. We know like, right. you know, husband is working this hour to this hour. Kids are here. We're doing dinner. Like we right. know, you know, like I have to be at this meeting then, but on weekends it can be this kind of like fluid, um, like, I don't know, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. And there can be a resistance to putting any um, kind of uh, boundaries on ourselves for that. But you made a really good point there saying like, once I put some of those um, decisions in place, 
it can kind of all fall together. It's obviously easier to stick to it if you've planned it. And the interesting Mm -hmm. thing that people don't always realize is just because you've made that plan doesn't mean you can't adjust. So let's say you had made the plan to eat, you know, these foods for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then you decide that, you know, your family's like, oh, we're going out for lunch. Okay. Well now, you know, exactly how many calories and grams of protein you're supposed to have at that meal. And you can make the meal that you go out to eat fit that or know like, okay, I need to adjust and do X at dinner to make this thing fit. And so I think we can get in our own heads like, okay, I've planned it. Now I have to, I have to eat it exactly as I've planned right. when really it's, it's um like a guideline for us to follow. It doesn't have to be written in stone. And that's, that would really stress me out. And I think that's what I've like that whole fail to success. I see that you know, I just have to get that, you know, protein in and I need to get a vegetable in. And when you start just, I, those are the things that I get to have. The rest of it kind of has fallen into place. And I just feel a lot less stressed about food. Oh my gosh. I used to think about food a lot more. I found myself not thinking about food so darn much because I, I really used to that. Yeah. I really used to think about food a lot more than, and I mean, and that's no, that's not any way I would like to, to live. And it's so freeing to not focus on, on just the food. It leaves, it frees up a lot of space. It does to do so many other things. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, and I don't even know if you noticed how you just said this, but you said um, you were talking about the structure of meal and you said, you know, protein and vegetables, that's what I get to have. And then you moved on. And a lot of people would say like, that's what I have to have. Like I have to have vegetables. I have to have protein, but you said, that's what I get to have. And mm-hmm. that's such a mindset shift to think about like, these are the things I get to eat because like, they're good for my body. Like I get right. to have protein every morning. I get to have these vegetables. That's a big um I like how you said that talking about it that way is so freeing versus I have to have vegetables. I have to have protein. Did you even oh, notice you I said mean, it that way? No, I didn't. I don't think, but honestly in the group and just hearing you, um, hearing you talk so much to, you know, all of us about, um, you know, just changing how you think about something. It has changed how I feel about it so much because it's just, um, it's just so freeing to not um, constantly be worried about like what the scale says. And, you know, I think it really, I did think when the scale would go up three pounds overnight that I'd gain three pounds. And I hear other people talk about that. I just recently heard my nephew said, I don't know why I gain weight when I eat Mexican food so much. I'm like, you don't gain weight. It's sodium or it's, you know, just extra food. Like, and he just like looked at me, but I really, I mean, until this group, I really thought, oh, I've gained weight. So making a lot of peace with the scale and seeing that trend over time that you talk about. And the only way you see that is if you make yourself weigh every day and not let the number, it's just to stress you out. I love Penny. You're just you're hitting on just so many important shifts here um, that feel really counterintuitive to people. People are like, what do you mean? Like, how am I gonna like worry less about the scale if I'm weighing every day? Mm-hmm. But you explained it so well there because mm-hmm. you'll see the big trend over time and you can know like it is impossible, it's literally impossible in a 24-hour period to have gained three pounds of fat. Like that's just yeah. when you said fat takes time. You said that one time. You don't, I mean, and that's like, oh, I guess probably it does. It doesn't it does. Just, we just can't eat that many calories in a single day. Right. So we, that that's been a huge, um, huge mindset um shift for me to to see that and not and I mean when 
you first wanted us to weigh every day, I literally, as I was getting on the scale, I would be, I haven't gained fat overnight. I was did the whole talking out loud a couple of times. I would make sure my husband was out of the bathroom. <laughs> what are you talking to? <laughs> like, like you're nuts. Um, but it has helped so much. Yeah. Um, and over time, that. that voice can just be internalized. Like, you know, yes. the, the number on the and scale, I mean, I've gained fat or lost fat overnight. Uh, it's just a number. This is just a piece of data. Like saying those things right. to ourselves, like it can really reframe how we look yeah. at that. And, and not. thinking, yeah, thinking it was going to happen in two weeks or four weeks or six weeks like that. Like I haven't lost weight for two weeks and I haven't, I mean, over four weeks, I, I heard so many of the women and it was helpful to see that across the board. Okay. A lot of people are struggling. Like they aren't seeing the scale move down like they wanted to, you know, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just me. So even though not everyone verbalized that, I definitely felt that support like, okay, but we've got to just keep going. It will work if you don't stop. It's exactly it. And it's so interesting because we can really get in the thick of it and see those daily weigh-ins. And if we're not careful, we take it to mean like, I'm not really making fast progress. But Mm -hmm. when people start going back and looking a full month ahead before, Mm -hmm. that's when you see this. I just had this with a client yesterday. She's like, you know, I'm trying to be patient. I'm not, I know I'm not really losing that much right now. And I was like, I don't know that that's true, but just based on what I had glanced at. So I looked back mm-hmm. and I said, I want you to go and look one month ago today. How, what was the weight trend? And she came back on. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like, I'm down three pounds from a month ago. And I'm like, I know, but it's really easy because every day when, when we think like, oh, the number, you know, it's still saying the same, it's still saying the same. It feels like a long time, but maybe it's only been six or seven days, but we're so conditioned to, I'm trying to lose weight. Therefore the scale should be down right? If mm-hmm. I'm not successful at oh. that, if it's not down now. And then seeing when you see that spike, I mean, like I, the five pounds, I'm like, what, how did I gain five? You know, you have to talk that girl down off the ledge and yes. say, there's no way you just weighed the same, your lowest weight in eight weeks for three days. So yes, then I have not gained six pounds. And then that whole thing you've taught us, I had done a lower body workout. I had had, I knew I had like some high sodium, probably like all the things that, um, you know, help, help with your brain to say, okay, calm yeah. down. And so knowing realistically, like what can affect the scale is so helpful. Mm -hmm. When was the five pound spike? Um, Just about two weeks ago, probably. And what has happened with your weight since then? Um, Well, I, let me think it was um, like last a week ago, Monday and Tuesday, I was like 165, 165, maybe then 166. And then it spiked to 171. And then like, Thursday and Friday, it was like back at 168. And then today it was back to 167. But honestly, I ate a lot over the weekend. Because it was it was the holiday. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, I did. But I, I really didn't, you know, I did try the whole, I ate a high protein, low calorie breakfast and lunch, but then I let myself have more snacks. We had a lot of family come in for the weekend and I just, I just didn't worry about it. I mean, I just know like this morning I woke up, I went on my walk, I got my steps in and I'm back. I'm right back on. And this is incredible because you are a person who's now succeeded at weight loss, because now what you're going to be able to do is in the coming days, you're going to see that scale come back down to its lowest weight. And then it's going to come back down even lower. Whereas it is so common to have given up where the five pound spike happened. Mm -hmm. 
at the holiday time, you know, and just be like, it is never going to work. This is never going to work. I just, oh, that's, anyway, right? that I did that. I mean, I three years ago, there was a, the first time I ever did any online thing, it was just a six weeks where like you set your macros and then it wasn't really, I mean, maybe you weigh yourself twice a week and then check in. And I just didn't feel like after three weeks, I, I had gone down a bit and then I saw this scale spike three pounds. And that was, I mean, I, I quit. I did. I just quit. I'm like, like well, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, um, I just can't tell people enough. You, um, do such a great job coaching people through those plateaus or those, and you know, maybe mind plateaus, cause they're not necessarily weight loss plateaus. It's just normal. That's what our bodies I love do. That you realize that <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But it's not necessarily but I think, a plateau. No, but I feel like so many people don't um, we don't understand that until, you know, someone um, really coaches you through how normal all of that is. So that's what's just, it's been so helpful. And I do, I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's age it's, or if it's just normal overall, it, it should be slow. I mean, when you first said half a pound is awesome progress. I'm like, yeah, really? Is that, is that just You're like half a pound a week? Older? I'm highly suspect. Yeah. yeah. But it's right. True. When you hear like Weight Watchers friends say, oh, I lost 4.2 pounds this week. But then I think you didn't lose 4.2 pounds of fat. Now I see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. What are you yeah. working on um, in the gym right now? What is your main goal? Um, well, I'll tell you, I have had honestly through this whole, um, this whole thing, I've also had elbow tendonitis. So I finally, I've been seeing a physical therapist. I think I told you that maybe early on, and I finally have gotten a handle on that. Um, I did DM you. Oh, I think it was right before you got, um, or before you were very sick last fall and had talked about doing a one-on-one call and then it wasn't a good time for for me and then you got sick but I did you had asked if you there was anything you could help me with and I said push-ups and you sent me your push-up tutorial video and that's something um really I got honestly I was so excited my son was even like let's do 10 push-ups I'd gotten pretty good at and then this elbow tendonitis really flared up and I wasn't able to do that so I'm trying and I've lost it you know not being able to do those push-ups very well Mm -hmm. so that long story but that is my goal to get better at push-ups again and are you cleared from your PT to start working on push-ups yes yes I have been so um Yes. This last month I've been, um, I was able to do, um, to do the pushups in June, but I'm still, I'm back on the um, bench. Um, but I, I'm able to do eight, what I feel like, you know, a really good chest all the way down, um, elevated pushups. So, um, I've, I've been working on those. I, um, something you taught the eccentric pushups, which I'd never, had never done until I've worked with you. Thank you so much. Great. Well, thank you so much for everything. I so appreciated your knowledge, support. I think you, um, you just do a great job and are such a genuine, um, encouraging person. So thank you. Oh, for everything. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the fitness simplified podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.